0: What's up everyone? Welcome to Bleacher Seats Podcast, your host Garrett Galladay. Coming to you from NCAA Tournament Week, great week of the year. Got some uh, playing games coming up soon this week and today and tomorrow. We're going to dive into the south region of the bracket today though. Give everyone the insight on this region. Uh, Give our picks. Since I know everyone's trying to get that perfect bracket. If you listen to what we say, we guarantee you, you will have a perf- perfect bracket. Just kidding. You will not, because in two weeks, you're going to wonder what I was talking about, probably. Um, I know there's a lot of free- NFL free agency to get to. We hope, Hopefully, we can dive into something along those lines this weekend. Once the dust settles Wednesday after players can officially sign, do a little tournament recap this weekend, too. But... For right now, we're going to dive into the South region. Some heavy hitters in this region. you got Arizona, Tennessee, Villanova, Illinois, Houston, who's been strong in the tournament lately. I don't see a lot of upsets in this region, but things can obviously change very quickly. You never know what's going to happen to a team once they get to this tournament. We're going to kick things off with Arizona versus Wright State, who I assume was going to beat Bryant in the playing game uh, Wright State coming out of the Horizon League kind of an underdog in the Horizon League they beat Cleveland State which was an upset in the quarterfinals I believe no wins against the top 25 but they do have Tanner Holden averaging almost 20 points per game Arizona 31 wins coming out of the Pac-12 5-2 versus the top 25 I think this is probably an easy win for Arizona they've just top to bottom this year, they've stood out uh, as far as a number one seed would concern. So I don't see many surprises with this game. Obviously, the over-under and the overall spread is going to be the betting lot, betting anticipation for this game, why people are going to watch it, but Arizona should have no problem with this game at all. So let's move to our 8-9 matchup, Seton Hall versus TCU. The matchup that everyone spends so much time thinking about each year. Toss up, honestly, coin flip like usual. Seton Hall 21 and 10 out of the Big East. TCU 20 and 12 out of the Big 12. Uh, Seton Hall not too tested against the top 25, just 3 and 6 overall on the year. Whereas TCU is 5 and 6 against the top 25. Similar numbers. um, TCU a couple more wins just because of playing in the Big 12. So they're probably the more battle tested team. If we want to look deeper into this, TCU's four and six in their last twelve or last ten. Um, TCU overall, though, is a bad three-point shooting team. I think they come in averaging 30 percent 30, uh, from the three-point line, whereas Sean Hulls coming in with a good free throw percentage. Um, they're averaging seventy-three points per game. Jared Roden is averaging sixteen points a game, I believe. I think in this one, TCU is the play just because they're battle-tested. They've gone through the tougher schedule this year. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Seen Hall wins. Uh, It just depends. You know, both teams kind of not that hot coming down the stretch, but I think TCU is the right play in this game. So as we move on to our 5-12 matchup, Houston, the 5 seed, 29-5 out of the American Athletic Conference versus University of Alabama mm. Birmingham 27 and 7 out of conference USA Now this is one of those games where you could say there's a strong upset possibility here. Houston however has been a big player down the last down the stretch eight, tw- 8 and 2 in their last 10. Uh, same for UAB actually. But Houston last couple years has been heavy in the tournament, heavy as far as their presence, getting deep into the rounds. They have a strong strength of schedule coming in 43rd in the country, plus 23 margins of victory borderline. Um, that's huge when you're talking about winning by almost 23 points per game. UAB, like I said, eight and two in the last last 10 games. Third, They're a heavy three-point shooting team. They're coming in 15th in the country. At 36%. Jordan Walker, 20 points per game. He had 40 in the conference semifinals. I like Houston as a betting odd here, but I'm leaning towards UAB with the upset. I just think when you have hot players coming into a tournament, it's easy to say, it's easy to look at those. We look at those every year. We come back to and say, oh, how did this team pull the upset? Well, it's because you have a stud player coming in who's riding a hot hand. Uh, Neither team has had, I don't think UAB had any top 25 games. Like I said, Houston had one top 25 game. They lost it. I think UAB pulls off the upset here. We always have one, maybe two, 12 over five upsets. I think this is one of them for this year. So I think we can pencil in UAB for that second round matchup against the winner up Illinois and Chattanooga. Illinois coming into the tournament 22 9 in the Big Ten. Struggled down the stretch six and four in their last 10. 4-4 four four against the top 25. Uh, Chattanooga coming in 20 and 27 and 7 out of the Southern Conference. But coming in hot handed eight, 8 and 2 of the last 10. They are a top 50 shooting team overall led by Mal- Malachi Smith. Guard averaging 20 points a game, 6.7 rebounds a game, and 3 assists. They are averaging 75 points per game, but have 0 top 25 games. Something when you're talking about comparing teams, when we talk about comparing these teams in the tournament, not having any top 25 games, it's not a huge dilemma, but they're not playing the strength of schedule as some of these other teams are playing or seeing the caliber of talent that some of these teams are playing. So when we talk about some of that stuff, sometimes it plays a huge deal. Sometimes you just have players who don't care and were underrated coming out of high school. I think for this one, Illinois coming in shooting 36% from three-point land ultimately gets it done. The Big Ten's been pretty inconsistent, which is surprising with how many teams they got into the tournament this year. Looking to rebound off a disappointing last year in the tournament when nine teams got in and... None of them really produced, but as far as this game goes, Illinois over Chattanooga. We'll drop down to the bottom half of this region and kick it off with a game that probably the more, as far as upset-driven games, if you want to call it that, or the betting game of this region is going to be Colorado State versus Michigan kicking off the tournament on Thursday. Colorado State coming in 8 of 2 of the last 10. Hot-handed team coming out of the Mountain West. Michigan coming in, limping in, actually. to a uh, 5 and 5 in the last 10 games. 17 and 14 out of the Big Ten. Hands down, probably the most overrated team to start the year that's in this tournament. Came in, Juwan Howard hyped up, had a hyped up draft class. Or recruiting class, sorry. Started off, started off decent. But ultimately, it's been the inconsistent play this year from Michigan that has led to the 17 and 14 record. Just two and seven versus the top 25 with the third ranked strength of the schedule. Not a great three point shooting team, but they are led by Hunter Dickinson, averaging 18 points per game and eight rebounds. Colorado State, on the other hand, 60th strength of schedule, zero top 25 games. I think Michigan has a couple wins against teams on Colorado State's schedule while Colorado State does not have a win against the two teams they've played off Michigan's schedule. Uh, they're David Rod, the forward from them, averaging 19 points per game and several rebounds. Ultimately, I know the heavy betting odds are with Michigan right now. Everyone's picking Michigan for this upset, but I don't see that happening. When you have an inconsistent team like Michigan, it's not because they're they didn't get an 11 seed with by being bad down the stretch. They were inconsistent from top to bottom this year. Everyone wants to say that oh the tournament's a different story. We're gonna flip the script. Just wait till we get to the tournament and see what we do. We have athletic players to play in this tournament. That's great. That works for teams who have proven it throughout the year. But you're 17 and 14 for a reason, and part of that is because you're inconsistent play. Like I said, 2-7 and seven versus the top 25. I know people will be leaning heavily with Michigan in this game. I don't see it. Colorado State gets the win. It'll probably be a close game. I know the spread, I think, is Michigan by 2.5. I expect it to be that close, maybe a 5-point game, but ultimately Colorado State's going to come out of this one. Uh, Michigan's going to have a lot of questions this offseason, especially with Juwan Howard after the five-game suspension and the S- or the Big, T- Big Ten se- regular season. Also, the last performance from Michigan left a bad taste in my mouth. I'm a Michigan fan, and that blowing a 17-point lead against Indiana, who did make the tournament, but probably only made the tournament thanks in large part to that win. So Colorado State's going to get this win, move on to the second round, where they will play the winner of Tennessee versus Longwood, 26 and 6 coming out of the big, big South, 9 and 1 in their last 10, right in the hot hand, getting into the tournament. Tennessee coming in 9 and 1 also, 7 and 5 against the top 25. This is one of those ones where the Longwood team is coming in very hot. One loss since January, they ranked 19th in the country in three point percentage at 38 percent. Justin Hills averaging 14 points per game. Ultimately, Tennessee is just too battle-tested coming out of the SEC. 7-5 and, five, and the top 25. And I think there. a lot of people were arguing that Tennessee should have got a two-seed. I firmly believe that. I'm not sure if Duke should have got a two-seed. But Tennessee coming in hot out of the SEC right now. Penciled them in for a matchup with Colorado State and we will move on to our final two matchups of the first round in the South Regional. Ohio State versus everyone's favorite Loyola Chicago. Loyola Chicago, we know the history of them the last couple years. Their luck ran out a couple years ago against Michigan. Uh, I believe they made the Sweet 16 last year, though. So, still coming in hot-handed seven and three their last 10 38 also from three-point lamb uh coming in 48 percent from the field goal rank or field goal overall for 17th in the country this is a game that everyone's looking at saying loyola 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 just based off the history more so I think than anything they have zero top 25 wins I know they're shooting the ball well coming in hot but Ohio State, for as inconsistent as they've been with Michigan, 19-11 overall in the Big Ten, four and three in the top 25, and five and five in the last 10. They're still a great shooting team. Uh, Malachi Branham averaging, or freshman Malachi Branham, nine straight double doubles coming into the tournament is a huge reason reason why they will win this game. Too strong down low, also. I think Ohio State gets this win. Not sure why there's so much hype around. I think the hype around Loyola is just based off the name. People see that name now, and they associate upset with it. Ohio State, too big, too strong, too good of a shooting team. They will move on to the second round, where they will play Villanova, who in the first round plays Delaware, 22-12 out of the Colonial Conference. The reason why... I don't think much about this game is Delaware has 143rd ranked strength of schedule, zero top 25 wins, and they have a small margin of victory. I think it's only four, four points, maybe five points. That's not a great recipe for an upset team. Crazier things have happened. They are led by Jameer Nelson Jr., son of St. Joseph star Jameer Nelson. He is averaging 13 points per game and five rebounds. Ultimately, Villanova though twenty six and seven coming out of the Big East, eight and five in the, eight and five in the top twenty five. They're coming in as the number one free throw percentage team in the country, uh, veteran team. We'll get into that later in the tournament as we break down this bracket. But this one, easy pick, Nova, probably Nova big. So now that we have our first round complete, before we break down the second round matchups from the South region. Like I said, make sure to follow us on Twitter at bseatspodcast and on Instagram, bleacher underscore seats underscore podcast. Also, if you're looking for a logo or anything, our logo was done by Logo Orbit. They're a great company, fast turnaround, and they work with you in very detail about what you want and how quickly to get it. So hit them up for any logo needs you need, and they will be happy to work with you. So... Let's dive into these second-round matchups. Arizona versus TCU. Arizona Pac-12 Player of the Year, Benedict Matherin. Uh, They're averaging 84.6 points per game. Very tough to compete with that. Uh, Seton Hall is only averaging 73 points per game. Good free-throw shooting team. I just don't see Arizona struggling with this matchup I know that last 10 games seen or tcu is coming in seven and three uh, but overall not much of a concern for Arizona points per game for TCU 68 41st strength of schedule so they're pretty close in that regards but overall Arizona the last t- or 10 games been pretty solid 5-2 versus the top 25. Where Seen Hall, we've mentioned earlier, is 5-6. and six. I don't... Or TCU, I'm sorry. TCU is 5-6 and six against the top 25. Arizona should win this one pretty comfortably. The spread might be a little big. You might be able to get some betting odds off the spread in this one. I know there'll be a heavy favorite on Arizona. Probably be a 10-point spread or so. Might be able to sneak TCU in as a betting odd on this one overall, Arizona is going to move on to the Sweet 16 where they will play in our bracket the winner of UAB and Illinois. I like Illinois in this one. Good three-point shooting team. Kofi Cockburn, the center averaging 21 points per game, 11 rebounds. I know UAB's coming in hot with a hot three-point shooting team. I just don't know if I fully believe in UAB to get this done. But if you look at who's coming in as a hotter team, it's definitely UAB. So I believe that they can pull this upset. I believe they will pull this upset. I would put UAB in versus Arizona. Our 12 seed making the Sweet 16. Illinois just too inconsistent, much like most of the Big Ten teams this year, honestly, unless we're talking about the heavy hitters like Iowa and Purdue. Everyone else down, down to the bottom. Very inconsistent. Surprised with how many teams got in from the Big Ten, honestly. So I would put UAB inverse Arizona on this one. So let's move down to our matchup of Colorado State, who we had beating Michigan, and Tennessee, who we had beating Longwood. This one pretty straightforward. Colorado State beats a very inconsistent Michigan team in the first round. Not much there to go off of. They they're a one and done in this tournament. No, no real competition this year. They played Tennessee, battle test in the SEC. They've played the Kentuckys. They've played the Auburns. You know, this is a team that has seen great athleticism in the Big Ten or the Big SEC. So I don't see them struggling against Colorado, a Mountain West team that has a very no the middle range strength of schedule. Sixtieth Tennessee, though overall the fourth range, fourth ranked strength of schedule. They are. A very defense-heavy, three-point shooting team. Two freshman point guards leading the way for them, which is huge. I mean, I know later on down the road that won't. That will hurt them probably. Not having the senior-ridden team. But for right now, it's going to be enough to get them into the Sweet 16. So that will put them against the winner of Ohio State versus Villanova. Ohio State probably much, much like Colorado State. Not a great overall team this year. They did what they had to do to get to the tournament, but not enough for us to really put any belief into them. I know most people probably won't even have Ohio State in this game, but we're going to have Villanova in this game. Veteran team Colin Gillespie, the guard, uh, utilizing his COVID year essentially, getting 15.9 points per game. I think this one, the Ohio State forwards, forward, uh, EJ Lytle will keep them in this game. 19 points per game, 8 rebounds. And then the freshman we talked about, Malachi Brandon, Uh, Probably going to keep them in this game. It'll be a close game. I could see this coming down to the last two minutes. Villanova, a great free throw percentage team, like we mentioned. Number one. So if it gets down to the last two minutes and Ohio State has to foul to try to keep in the game, or Ohio State gets in foul trouble, this could really get away from them quickly. So, Villanova Sweet 16. So this brings us to our Sweet 16 matchups: Arizona versus UAB and Tennessee versus Villanova. Arizona UAB, this one is going to end up pretty cut forward for Arizona. Pretty straightforward, honestly. Just not much going on. Five and two versus the top twenty-five is going to get you where you want to be overall coming into the tournament. The hot hand of UAB finally wears off against a great defensive Arizona team. They've gone against the UCLA's. They've had a tough schedule. UC, USC, they've played who's in the tournament. Um, they've played a lot of tournament-tested teams, a lot of teams in the tournament. I don't think that UAB will be able to compete. They'll keep it close for our, probably the first half. Uh, unless their shooting goes off crazy, I don't see a reason why why Arizona is not in the Elite Eight. Look, it just comes back to UAB not being battle-tested. They have the players that can compete, but they have not faced this constant level of competition in each round. So ultimately, Arizona is going to make the Elite Eight. They will play the winner of Tennessee Villanova. I have Tennessee in the, coming out of this one. Villanova, a lot of people are going to have them in the Elite Eight. A lot of people might have them in the Final Four. I just don't see it getting done. I know they're a veteran team, but Tennessee, I think, is going to ride the disrespect card of not getting the 2C that they felt like they deserve. I honestly feel like they wanted the 2C, but at the same time, it worked out better for them to come into this region where there's really not much competition for them as far as teams that are heavy hitters who battle-tested teams. Teams with star players who are going to be top 10 draft picks, top first-round draft picks. So for Tennessee, I know they want that 2C, but this is a 3C for them in this region. is really good. I have Tennessee beating Villanova. This is going to set up our matchup of Arizona versus Tennessee in this region. This is going to be a great game overall, Arizona versus Tennessee. Both power hitters, and it's Power 5 conferences, teams that are ready to compete with anyone in this tournament. We are going to break down this game a little more and give our picks for it when we do our final four picks. It's going to be a great game. I think Tennessee has a great chance to, ride if they can ride that card, seeing how they've been 9-1 and in the last 10, I think they have a great chance to challenge Arizona coming out of the Pac-12. This is one of those games when you're going to look at it it's going to set up to where a lot of people are going to think that, depending on what other upsets happen, that the winner of this game could make the Final Four. I know Arizona's been a very popular popular pick for most people right now. Not many people sold on Gonzaga, definitely not sold on Duke. So Arizona is one of those teams. We also have Baylor, who's coming out defending national champs, but we will see what happens with this when we give our picks for the Final Four. Uh, so, quick recap of this South region before we get out of here today. UAB, big upset in this region. Going into the Sweet 16, have them beating Houston and Illinois. The Colorado State-Michigan game that people are picking Michigan in. We're going Colorado State on this one. I know a lot of people are picking Loyola over Oklahoma or Ohio State. We're staying with Ohio State on this one. I think they're too good down low. Other than that, a lot of chalk in this region. Houston, I'm just not sold on. We had TCU coming out against Seton Hall. Then we had Arizona over TCU, obviously. UAB over Illinois. very incons- Another inconsistent Big Ten team. Colorado State over Tennessee. Villanova over Ohio State. And then Arizona over UAB in the Sweet 16, or the Elite Eight. And then Tennessee over... Over or, ugh, In this week, 16, I'm sorry. Arizona over UAB and Tennessee over Villanova. Setting up an Elite 8 matchup between Arizona and Tennessee. We're going to try and try and try to get the East region uploaded tonight. Get our picks for that region. Maybe talk a little NFL free agency. If not, we'll get to that this weekend. Get the, Look for the Midwest region to drop tomorrow. First four playing games start tonight. Should be some great basketball the next two days. Between the t- all the playing teams, we have Rutgers and Notre Dame. Rutgers limping into the tournament. Kind of one of the surprise teams. Uh, Texas Southern and Texas A&M Corpus Christi. I know I like Texas Southern in that game. Wright State versus Bryant. Wright State coming off the win against uh, Cleveland State in the Horizon League. Definitely a team that is gonna win, I think is gonna win their first four matchup, but ultimately has to play Arizona and then Wyoming versus Indiana coming off a good couple wins in the big ten tournament. I like Indiana in that game. So we will see what happens with these playing games tonight. Like I said, make sure to follow us on Twitter at B Seats Podcast and then on Instagram bleacher underscore seats underscore podcast. Hopefully everyone has a great night watching the games and we will talk to you soon.